you know, Morgan, if we could start with you and, and just if you could help us understand and take us through your journey and tell us what you do exactly and how you got there. So my role uh, with the Denver Nuggets, so I am our basketball operations coordinator slash player programs, which kind of is an all-encompassing role to say anything that happens off the court is kind of my, uh, my realm. I help with that. On the kind of more individual level, we have our vice president of basketball admin, who's going to do more in terms of like team travel and team hotels and things like that. But I kind of make sure that guys are taken care of um, from the other side so that when they are on the court, they can be their best selves. So whether that's their contracted appearances that they have. Um, so like what we're doing now, making sure that they're out and about in the community and their passion projects can come through. Wayne and I will will tag team on that. But anywhere from, you know, when trades happen, when we draft people, um, helping them with their relocations, as Jeff said, making sure their families are taken care of. The guys are on the road so much that it's, it's a comfort for them to know that they have people in the hometowns who can help with, you know, hey, my wife needs a car. Hey, can you help with, you know, the kids need schools. How do we get them into school? So those are kind of my realm. So I don't, it's kind of funny after six, seven months, I don't exactly know how to put my job description into a, a short, concise answer just yet. Um, but all I can say is it's a lot of fun and every day is different. So it's pretty good. That sounds super dope. Um, so is this a position, like something that you've always wanted to do? Like, how did you end up here? Because I know, you, like you just said, you've only been here like six to seven months. So what was your previous position before this? And how did you make your way all the way up to working with the NBA and the Nuggets? Sure. So my journey is not exactly traditional. I was, while I am tall, I was a volleyball player, not a basketball player. Um, and so I kind of had the surround system, like, you know, the systems that we have in place, kind of that I just mentioned as a volleyball player in college, I played collegiately over um, at West Virginia University. And so kind of started to get exposed to all that is off the court. So, you know, nutrition, finances with our scholarships that we got, education and how important even just going to classes and knowing that they really had our lives. Um, pretty scheduled and so take that to the next level in the pros and I always knew I was kind of my career was great but I knew I wasn't wanting to play professional or anything like that so it's kind of figuring out what was the next step for me so I worked for a sports agency that had actually started out in West Virginia uh, with some of my classmates from my master's degree um, and we were working kind of similar to the role I have now but with international players overseas so obviously different I'm not in the gym with them all the time or in the arena, um, but it's more, um, you know, hey, my family member wants to come across the country or helping them, you know, transfer money from dollars to whatever it might be in the country that they're in. So I was doing that and then really missed home. I'm from Denver, as we've all kind of talked about, Denver's great. And so I knew I'd always kind of wanted to get back here and had followed the Nuggets my entire life. Um, and so I was actually, when I moved back, didn't find the exact job I wanted. So I took a break from sports and went to work in the nonprofit world for um, the Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce. I ran their sales department um, and so did all their memberships and partnerships and got some really deep knowledge of what, you know, other opportunities there are here in terms of industries in Denver. Um, and then about, let's see, early 2020, 
I was contacted by um, someone who used to be in my role here at the chamber or at the chamber, here we go, here at the Nuggets. And they had asked if I was interested in jumping back into the sports world. And I, I at that time was ready, um, but the world was not. Uh, the pandemic hit shortly after I first started talking with them. And so we know, you know, about 18 months later, um, the world kind of got normal again. Um, and I just kind of kept in touch with them and had kind of shown my interest in and why I wanted to be in this role and the surround sound and what I think coming from the nonprofit world could do for a role like this, especially with expanding our, our world here in the community and partnering with people like you all and, you know, athletics and beyond and how that side was so important. And so long, long story to say that I am now here and get to do what I love both on the sports side and stay in the community. That, well, man, you stole all of my questions from me because that explains <laughs> why you're doing such a good job at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were, you were already plugged in, you know, like it, it seems like you, you, you came with the cheat code a little bit. It definitely helped in the interview process to know that, you know, they were like, well, who do you know in this world and who do you know here and being from Denver for so long. So I'm 25, but spent, you know, my first 19 years here or 18 years, went to college and then moved right back. And so I know everybody. And I think I tell people all the time that sales experience and it's something I think we've actually talked about in our meetings up till this, a lot of times the easiest way to get into the sports world outside of like a front office job or being a player as we've talked is through ticket sales because every team no matter where you're at needs tickets to be sold and that you don't need much experience to do it but I think selling something builds so many skills you can talk to people you can articulate you're well spoken I think selling is something that's so important and so that was a big selling point I think for me with you know, the, the team here that, hey, I'm not afraid to make those calls. I'm not afraid to talk to people in the community. The players don't scare me because I've talked to CEOs of multiple, you know, massive companies as well. So um, that was kind of something that I think helps in general. So for people looking at ways into sports, ticket sales is definitely a way to do it. And you, and you, it teaches you how to deal with rejection too, right? Because, you know, that happens in sales. Yep. <laughs> it does it happens a lot so yeah and I think absolutely once you get good at running with the nose and maybe turning some of them into yeses it opens a lot of doors no doubt golly all right so and we talk about um again just different career paths in sports that aren't on the court aren't on the field aren't on the ice um Tell me, you know, as you look around the office and you observe just the many moving pieces that are that that make up the Denver Nuggets, um, you know, what are some things that you could see uh, young people getting themselves into that they may not be aware of? For sure. Yeah, I think you, you kind of hit it on the head when we first transitioned from Jeff to this there. We did a survey. So the survey goes out every year and we kind of talk it goes out to everybody who touches the Denver Nuggets in some capacity and it goes out to about 360 people because it's anywhere from you know the people in equipment who help with you know what are the guys wearing that day what are the are the basketballs where they need to be are the hoops angled right uh, you know the changeover so our building we share it with the avalanche and the mammoth at the moment and so you know what goes into building 
you know, ice, if you're ever down on our court, it's decently cold because the ice sits underneath there all the time and they build our court on top of it. And then I haven't been to a mammoth game yet, but I would imagine it's similar that they build it on top of the ice because they're not going to move giant panels of ice every time. And then you add in all the concerts and different things that our building holds. And so there's that piece of it. But then it's anywhere from technology to PR. We have three people who are in PR who do everything from you know, interviews with the guys, tickets, um, helping with all of that, making sure they're out in the community and people have access and media. Um, on the admin side, you know, travel, our guys have to get places, even if it's not as a full team, especially what the pandemic has shown. You know, we have guys who are traveling constantly because they can't be here, they get stuck here. What does that look like? You know, I'm listening over here as we talked about the trade deadline is yesterday. So we've got you know, our presidents and our general managers and our legal counsel and everybody here, they talk about, you know, finances and are we making sure that the salary cap is touched on right? And then, you know, we switch into kind of an analytical role. So if you're super into coding and numbers, we've got Lane here who does all of that where we can look at him and say, hey, why are we not as successful in the third quarter? And he can go back and pinpoint, well, hey, so-and-so doesn't get the ball as much or blah, blah, like all the different things that really go into our teams. And that's just right now with everybody who's here, we have scouts all over the country and some who are international. So if you like to travel and you're good at watching basketball, that's a good way to, you know, sit down and get to get your, your job paid for. Um, oh my gosh, we have so many, I'm like trying to go through the floors of our building and that's not even touching the medical side. So I think a lot of people, you know, we have a ton of doctors and dentists and massage therapists and physical therapists and all the different things to keep the guys, um, you know, running in that way. And we have security, like we have two teams or three team security guards now. So they're usually from the police force. And so they're here that help with our team. And, and I'm trying, I think that's just about everybody, but that's not to say anybody in the building. I mean, concessions, security throughout the building, um, I mean, the people who keep the lights on, we have game press, marketing, um, digital content. I mean, it, there's tons. I could go on and on probably for another hour of just all the different people that um, are somehow intertwined in the sports world. And that's before you look at our, you know, external presence into a community relations, sponsorship, and all of that. So sorry to talk your ear off, but that's, <laughs> that's a good snapshot of, yes. of all there is. There's oh yeah we have two we have two team dentists okay. yeah no i'm just i'm just I'm like how busy are they like hopefully not very so it's ironic so yeah i mean they're not overly busy i mean of course if the guys get hit we'll send them there um, at the beginning of the year they get all their mouth guards with them but the nice thing i think that people sometimes don't realize is so our players have access to you know state-of-the-art care we make sure that they're really taken care of but so does the staff like I always laugh, I, my dog and I had a run in and he gave me a black eye and I actually went to our trainers downstairs and we're like, hey, do you think I fractured my eye? Like what's going on here? Um, Cause it was, you know, black and blue and swollen and they like looked at it and you know, we all had a great laugh. Cause they're like, you know, a dog did this to you. I'm like, I swear on my life, a dog did this to me. So, I mean, I think it's, it's the kind of the crazy world we live in that we have access to, you know, almost exactly what the players do at a, at a smaller scale, but people keep something to keep in mind. There are some perks to working on the, on the front office or on the other sides of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, being in the front office, um, 
is it a good mix of men and women or is it more dominated by the males um and how is it being a woman in this position because i know you hold a lot you do a lot of things that are very important um for the nuggets absolutely so um i smiled at your question um it's not exactly proportionate so there are in terms of like tier one individuals um that are kind of mostly in basketball operations there's two women uh, myself and our VP of basketball administration. We do have a female uh, dietitian downstairs. Um, and then we have a female massage therapist. Um, and then HR and kind of marketing, once you get outside of just basketball operations, we definitely have more women who make this incredible organization run. And it's kind of fun. Next month, we get to celebrate all of us. And we actually just had um, girls and women in sports day so that was fun we got to do a couple shout outs for for us but it's definitely not proportionate as much as you would think but one of the main reasons why I love our organization is I wouldn't notice that I'm not treated differently because I'm a female um, obviously there's there's different there's different lines like the locker room access things like that you just you you work with it and you make it work but um, they're very, that was actually one of the questions I asked. I was very open with our um, president, Tim, when he asked, when I was interviewing, he was like, what do you want to know? And I was like, I just want to know if it's a boys club. Cause if it is like, I'm good. I don't, it's not necessarily what I'm at my stage in my career. I'm not, I just didn't want to be involved in that because that's kind of the rep that sports can get sometimes. And it's not. And I don't think, I think a lot of organizations are changing, the way of the world because we have a lot of really amazingly talented women coming out of you know I have my master's program was in sport management and we were almost 50-50 in women so I think the next generation is interested in it and we're trying to break those barriers and Lisa she's a great mentor for me she's been here 40 years and she's done almost every job in this organization so I get to learn from her um, I know we kind of talked maybe getting her on a podcast with you all might be fun, especially with it being Women's History Month uh, next month. Maybe we can chat about that. But um, I think, you know, being in my role, it's just, it's an honor, but it's also one of those things where I'm creating a path for those that are going to come after me and what this role is going to look like as a 25 year old being around other 25 year olds where you're keeping that boundary of well yes I want to be their friends and yes I want to hang out with them at the end of the day there is that boundary of I do work for the nuggets and it is a professional organization and figuring out that boundary um, I will say getting to know more of my counterparts in the league a lot of us are women and I don't know if that's because the nature of what we do and the trust factor of with the players, I think it's a little bit, some of them are more comfortable with women as we've talked about in some of the interviews. I think a lot of them were raised by single moms or have sisters or nieces or whatever it may be. And so I think women, um, it's a nurturing role. I like to say, well, a lot of what I do is logistics. At the end of the day, a lot of it is, hey, so-and-so is not doing great. I wonder why, let's go grab lunch. And it's kind of making sure that there's that softness as well. Um, so I don't know if I answered fully your whole question, but that's kind of, it's, it's super important. I think being a woman in this role, if it's creating those boundaries, like in any role and, and just really sticking to that and knowing that um, at the end of the day, what we do here is really important too. Can, can you speak a little bit about the nuggets specifically? And it sounds like there's some intentionality there with 
uh, being inclusive and, 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 and diverse and, and all those great things. And then obviously the work that you all have done in terms of reaching out to grassroots community organizations and connecting in the way that you have. Uh, why are those things important? Where does that directive come from? Is that a top-down deal? Is that something that is kind of, you're, you're the epicenter of? Tell me about the organizational stance on what we're doing today. Absolutely. So this is kind of where I know Wayne can't speak at the moment, but kind of bringing him into this too, is that it's super important. Um, both of our roles. So I started in August of this, I guess last year, and he started just about a month after me. And I think there was a lot of intention um, behind our two roles. They're different than they had been in the past. We've had someone who's kind of in basketball operations, my side, and then someone who's more director of engagement and what does that look like? But I think really from Tim, our president down, it was how are we gonna do it differently? And I think, you know, the big buzzwords from the NBA, we have mental health and social justice. And I know in the last, you know, the bubble that we were in for 2020 really put a, um, you know, a spotlight in on that we can do more across the NBA. But I think for Denver specifically, we know we need to do more because the Denver Nuggets have a massive platform here and it hasn't necessarily, I think, been utilized the way we would see it or in the way that connects our players in with some of their passion projects. Of course, we've got those massive, um, you know, nonprofits that we work with. So Special Olympics and some of our other ones, which are incredible and we value those relationships. But I think we wanted to take a step back and say, you know, what else is there in Denver? And that was kind of where Wayne and my role. So I've explained that I'm from the nonprofit side in terms of you know, Chambers, Wayne is actually from education. And so we both really have an education and then also has a music background. And so I think we come from, we have different approaches to the traditional, you know, who are we going to get involved with and how do our athletes get involved and what platforms can we use? Um, and so with us, it was really, hey, there's a lot of really awesome grassroots programs that don't get the, you know, NBA stars that get to come hang out all the time or you know Special Olympics is is all over and I have amazing friends that work for them and, and we've done partnerships with them forever and it's nothing against them it's just hey how do we spread the love somewhere else and how do we you know kind of as we've had Jeff and Will and Bones on here we get to expose them to Denver really truly these organizations that are changing Denver and so as they all kind of mentioned a common theme is that they have nonprofits back home that they get to work with or community partners back home, rec centers, things like that, which is awesome because of course we want them to make sure that their homes are really well represented, but Denver's also their home. And we wanted to make sure that they felt like they could make an impact here and make it just as big. And so with this partnership, which I know as we had more conversations with our community relations department, it's been kind of in the works for a while of, hey, you know, athletics and beyond, what can we do with them? Because that's truly what the nuggets are. You know, we've got the athletics and we've got the beyond. So what, how do we get involved more with them? And I think it was just kind of taking that time of, hey, how can we, you know, what does that really intentionality look like? Is it podcasts where you guys get snapshots into the guys' lives? When, you know, the pandemic ends, do we get to bring them to the, you know, to your facility and they get to do math hoops? And how do we really kind of take those big picture initiatives that the chamber, that the league gives us, these massive, you know, how are you getting involved in the community and your DEI and your social justice and, you know, mental health and all that? And how do we whittle that down to here are our organizations in Denver? that we get to impact that aren't necessarily the ones that 
you know, get the millions of dollars of grants and things like that, they really get to take our platform and we get to boost them. It's kind of one of those things like the Denver Nuggets that most people know who we are. How do we get to shine a light on who other people are so that they can have that spotlight? We don't necessarily need it. Um, just in the nature of professional sports and what that world is, it doesn't need to be marketed. Whereas we can take that platform and market some other people. Well, I got to tell you, we are more than grateful for, for what you all have done. And uh, obviously we've got a few more things in the works. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, I, I want to send a, a personal shout out to, to you. And I, I think every organization professional sport organization, professional nonprofit, whatever it is, would be lucky to have a Morgan in their office. So thank you for the phenomenal job that you've done. And we look forward to, to working with you more. So it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you all. So thanks for bearing with us and getting these guys on there and anything I can do to support your mission and, and get these guys on there. Just let me know.